This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. I'd like as a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, and of course, download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be doing one of our Word Around the Campfire episodes, and joining me for that discussion is uh, often host of Press This and core contributor as well, Mr. Anthony Burchell. Anthony, welcome to the show. Hey. Hello. All right, all right. We're here in what it's at least recording time, week two of the self-isolation. Anthony, are you finding it easier or harder to keep up with what's going on in WordPress? Um, it is. It's been actually. It's been kind of quiet, hasn't it? Uh, I've been seeing very quiet. <laughs> I think I could. Uh, I think I can empathize with that. Maybe the WordPress community is out helping everyone get their business digital. I know that's a big trend. Maybe that's something we'll cover even in a future episode. But today, what we're going to cover uh, for Word Around the Campfire is really talking about one of the biggest changes to ever come to WordPress. And in particular, what we're going to talk about is this notion of full site editing with blocks. Now, of course, there have been a lot of changes to WordPress over the years. You may, of course, remember the Gutenberg launch in December 2018. This is you know, essentially the next phase of Gutenberg, which is going to drastically change how themes work. Um, and how a lot of your favorite plugins and tools will work in the WordPress context. Now, this is something that WP Engine keeps up with, of course, and contributes um, as well in WordPress core relative to these efforts. Uh, I do, and of course, Anthony does as well. Um, part of his daily journey, if you will, is running a core component and just generally watching the future of WordPress and helping make sure that not only WP Engine's products stay you know, kind of ahead of the curve, if you will, with WordPress, but also um, all of our car- partners, customers, and of course, also you, the listeners, uh, press this. So we're going to dive into that today and 
start to unpack what does full site editing with blocks mean and what are some of the implications to developers, to your website, and even the tools that you use. So Anthony, um, could you help us understand a little bit, like what do we mean when we say full site editing with blocks? Like what is that and why is it different than what we have now? Yeah, so full site editing, um, what, what is the big change there? So when I, when I typically, when you typically look at the uh, editor screen, um, you are faced with this uh, title and then the body of that, of that uh, content, right? Um, typically though, that is only existed within the body tags of a website. So, uh, so theming has happened outside of it in like the customizer. So in order to change a lot of things, you'll have to go to the, maybe the customizer to make some design changes and maybe even some menu changes. And then you gotta go into your page to uh, edit the post and figure out what's gonna happen in that small section. And then maybe you have some kind of other section that you are editing. It can be tedious. And, uh, and there's been a desire uh, from, from users to have the ability to just edit it all in one place. And I've, we've seen page builders have, have flourished in this um, and, and they've, they've uh, delivered that value. But I think at the core level of the software that we need to mimic that. So, uh, so yeah, the full site editing initiative is happening right now to kind of get outside of the body and allow people to just edit the entire website at one time. And this is really related to the block editor, right? The block editing capabilities, even if you will. So mm -hmm. in today's world, basically what you're saying is like the block editor is kind of confined to the body, but we still have the header, the sidebar, and the footer on many websites and that those parts are not using blocks today. Full site editing fundamentally brings that block editing experience into that header, the sidebar and the footer, which means that as you think about building menus, as you think about plugins that you may use to help you with menu sidebars and footers, um, and of course your theme and how that affects all of that design, it's, it's a different approach. It's, it's enabling something for the end user, which I also think enables something for the developer by giving them more power. Yeah. But it, um, tr the, the trade-off, if you will, is, well, well things are going to have to be different now. And so it's interesting to think about it because I agree that this is a, a positive move. Um, but I do think you know, people need to understand what the implications will be. Now, I do think they'll preserve you know, uh, backwards compatibility for some time. So I don't think everybody's going to change by the end of the year when this rolls out. But I think starting to think about it now is, is a positive step. So from a high level, and I know this is a podcast, you don't really have visuals, um, help us understand like how are the, how is the PHP template hierarchy gonna change? Like roughly how does it sit today? And then again, from a high level, um, how might we think, be thinking about this in the future? Yeah, so like to kind of demonstrate this, like uh, in front of me right now on my screen, I'm looking at, at, at the Genesis uh, framework. And, and the Genesis framework, when installed on a, uh, on a website, is the parent theme of that site. And if people want to stylize their site further, they add a child theme, and that child theme lets them do some really granular things to that framework. But the framework, it, it consists of these parts, and the parts are things like the header, the footer, the page, and these are all PHP files. And inside of the PHP files, we have a lot of conditional logic that kind of parses down to uh, factor in some kind of settings that you may have, so maybe some theme options that are set in the child theme that turn on and off things like, for instance, the search bar, maybe. Um, so a lot of that, the, 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 the challenge ahead of us right now is uh, figuring out 
how to take that conditional logic, how to take all of those options that have been available to the Genesis community for, for many years and, uh, and, and maintain that. And, and I think the way that that maintains is somewhat in the block editor uh, sidebars. So the conditional logic of like, let's say turning off the uh, search bar, maybe that in, 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 in the old way, we would use some kind of PHP snippet that turns it off. Uh, in the new way, I, I envision some kind of in the full screen editor, when you click on that top bar to edit the top bar of your website, an option to turn on and off that feature. So it's it's kind of just taking all of that code that we have in those PHP files, it's kind of hidden from the end user and, and bringing it out so that, that uh, certain user roles can turn it on and off just from a WYSIWYG editor. So from the high level, and of course, you know, thinking about all the different WordPress sites out there and all the different kinds of themes and paired theme, um, child theme combos that different sites might have, the gist is that the way that you build out your template files and just the entire structure is changing. And so there'll be places where you might have to do things a different way, places uh, where you might have to find just a workaround or a new way of expressing it, um, but that the, the fundamental approach to what a theme is is changing. And so tools, companies, and developers are going to have to adapt to that. So like I've seen some really interesting uh, GIFs, I'll say it correctly here, uh, uh, around I don't know about that. <laughs> editing menus, right? And uh, in, in thinking about it from a block context, and you know the experience just seems so much better than what we have today, where we go to menus and we have just kind of a, a linear nested list, if you will, of things. Um, you know, it was really interesting to see some of those gifs uh, where they're moving the logo in the middle, and the right, and the left, and really doing amazing things with the menu like I know you've worked in a freelance capacity before did you feel like editing the menu even as a developer or maybe your clients wanted to edit it was that like just a giant pain and then do you think that the block editor is going to help with that it wasn't intuitive and 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 yeah so like from the gifts that I have seen um the uh <laughs> when people edit the top bar uh, like so for instance when I go to a website uh, I always see that uh, in, in the site title that they've got this kind of short description of the website and even still like of course now I know exactly where it's at but in the past I would struggle trying to figure out what that was in it what like how do I edit that right and and of course the the, the way that you edit that is you go to the settings page and you kind of have to click around in there and find the part where that and is these defined. things just aren't intuitive I mean it's like I remember yeah. uh our, our good friend Stephen Word said you have to know the quirks to know how to you know build with it which I think is interesting I do want to unpack this a little further uh, but we're going to mm -hmm. take a quick break and we'll be right back Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. 
an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. LPO, Landing Page Optimization, where we make marketers great using design, data, psychology, and attitude. Join our host, Brian Massey, best known as the Conversion Scientist, as he sits down with leading marketers to help you create campaigns that deliver. LPO, only on webmasterradio.fm. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. We're in the middle of our Word Around the Campfire episode, talking about full site editing in WordPress core. Anthony, right before the break, I cut you off a little bit, but you're uh, unpacking how editing the menu wasn't super in, or isn't super intuitive for a lot of sites, at least leveraging kind of course capabilities. You're saying you had to like poke around, even find the right things sometimes, not, not I guess today, but like as you were learning it. Yeah. And, and actually this, this reminds me of a, of a, a, a site that I was helping a friend build. Um, his biggest struggle was just trying to change those little things like uh, the site title and the menus and all of that. And, and to be honest, he's he's still a bit intimidated by it, and and I don't blame him because uh, he just inherited a site that now he has to figure out how to maintain, and and this full site editing experience is what's going to kind of bridge that gap. Um, I, I think that we're going to see a lot of people who are kind of scared to to approach WordPress jumping in now just because of that that editor being so in your face. What you see is literally how it's going to print on the on the on the browser. Yeah, they're so, you know, I had, I installed a premium theme on a personal website a couple of uh, days ago, and it had the little copyright thing at the bottom from, uh, I guess it was, it was Genesis theme, so it was actually copyright Genesis something as part of the demo content. And I was like, oh, I need to remove that. So I go to the themes template files and oh, it's not there in the footer file. And then I'm like, okay, well, where is it? I'm like, maybe it's in like the customizer. So I go to the customizer. Sure enough, that's where it is. And I go ahead and remove it. It's done. But it was like, I was imagining someone 
um, having to solve the same problem and like not knowing about all those little pieces to go figure out. And it's just such a simple thing. I mean, once I found it, it was a two minute fix, no problem. Um, but to have that specialized knowledge that that's where you go to do that um, isn't intuitive. Um, how do you think about it like from the developer's perspective, like the whole notion of full site editing and like users can edit things that only developers could touch before. It was like, you know, there's this almost like this push and pull between like the developers and the designers and the users and like there's this power war going on and the users are winning with with Gutenberg in a way. But I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't I don't necessarily view Gutenberg as negating the need for developers and designers. I view it more as a, a mechanism to make what they build more scalable and more powerful. But like, how do you think about that? Like the, the push and pull yeah. battle between users and developers? Yeah, so I think what what we're going to see is a, a lot of a lot of users that are really excited about the change and a lot of developers that are really scared of giving that much power to the users that are creating <laughs> content. Um, but we, we've kind of already have that problem with the Gutenberg editor, right? Like there, there is a way to restrict blocks to a certain user role. And I think that's where, where you kind of have to lay out the blueprint of your site and figure out what, what is the purpose of your site? What are your content creators supposed to be able to do? And just gate that to them, right? Like make a whitelist of the things that that only uh, your end users creating content can use, and then have another user role that can kind of manage the design portions of it. And I think that's where where I, I hope to see a shift in our thinking of um, maybe not layouts uh, being controlled by by uh, users, but like think of like the 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 theme color guides or, or the, the, the color defaults that we set. Those give parameters in which the, the users can work with it. And I think we're going to see more kind of future planning towards, well, what, how far do we want users to create and, and uh, uh, expand the design of their content? Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. Of course, each site needs to make its own call on what level of permissions to grant. Um, I love the examples I've seen of people restricting options. You can choose any color you want as long as it's these five colors. <laughs> um, and and I don't see that, I mean, to your point, it's almost a mute argument to say that you're giving control to the user because the site owner and subsequently the developer can make the choice about you know what is available to those end users and um, what isn't. And so that mechanism being built in um, kind of, you know, in my mind, maybe evaporates that argument a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Another interesting thing that's kind of popped up uh, in WordPress 5.4, um, which is coming out well before uh, full site editing. Um, this is the next major release of WordPress. Um, but it includes uh, basically defaults the user to see a full screen view of the page when they're editing it. Um, I know there was some comments and some of the core threads around this being, hey, this is something we've wanted for a long time, but do you view this as kind of a step towards full site editing? Is this like to you a signal or is this just like part of the flow that like trying to push the admin area out of the way and just let the user kind of focus on the content? Yeah, so I was I was actually uh, I was talking to our friend Doc Pop last night uh, in one of our, our podcasts about uh, kind of that thing, uh, and and Doc was like, "Well, is this to train people how to use it?" And I don't think it's to train people. 
But what I do think is that that distraction-free mode of editing content is sort of the default across most programs. Um, there's a sidebar that you usually click that is context-aware. So if I click on an item, then the sidebar kind of changes. Um, and, and when you're editing content, if you really truly want to see what your website looks like uh, in a full-screen mode, you kind of have to get rid of that sidebar. Um, so I think that this will... One thing it'll do, I think it'll be a side effect of this, is that people will now know that there is a toggle up in the top right corner to open that sidebar. Um, and I think that that is good. I think that's a good thing because if if our new normal is going to be working in the full screen mode, then, then we should definitely be getting there as soon as possible. Yeah, I think the WYSIWYG points are uh, very sound for me personally. That makes sense. Like you're not going to be able to, that's one of the drawbacks I think of the way I use the editor today not in full screen mode as I don't really get a good sense of how it's going to look, you know, on that big wider screen. I have pretty big monitors, so I kind of don't mind it being boxed in because it kind of forces me to think about it in a kind of smaller resolution sense. But um, it is interesting to think. I think the other kind of collateral damage here uh, is all of the plugins and experiences that happen outside of that editor. Uh, that may be really important to your website. Um, even things like uh, Yoast SEO, right? Yoast SEO is not a visible in full screen mode. Um, yet for a lot of people, I mean, probably the majority of WordPress sites, that's how they're entering their search metadata, their open graph data. And those are critical parts of building a page. So I think, um, I think we'll probably see more posts out there without SEO meta or open graph meta data. But uh, but I think generally people figure it out. I don't think that's, that's going to be that big a deal. But I think the the WYSIWYG point, thinking about full site editing, um, it does seem like this is a step um, in that direction. So yeah, early Gutenberg. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, go I, was, ahead. I was just going to say that the Gutenberg editor too, in its current state, um, when I'm editing a page, the only reason or the main reason why uh, my content never looks like it does on the front end is. I think 90% of the reason is because of that sidebar pushing it in and giving me such a skinny space that I can't really work in. And it's, it kind of jumbles all of the markup and, and it just doesn't look like how it looks in the front end. And, and I, I actually encourage uh, folks to, if you're editing a post, just hide it and just see what your content looks like before and after. And you'll notice the, the benefits of having a full screen. Yeah, I was adding a blog to my personal website this weekend after being self-isolated and bored out of my <laughs> mind and I was using uh, a block editor to build out some of it and I kept going into preview mode <laughs> I would I would edit yep. the content and then I would click preview and I would look over to the other tab and check it out in the preview mode and I just I must have done that a thousand times um, you know checking changes and I don't know, like, of course I know about the full screen view mode in a post, but it just never dawned on me to do that. Um, I was stuck in that trap of using the preview mode to kind of see my changes. Um, so I think it is interesting to think about like uh, how all this will might change people's behavior for good and bad. Maybe there's some missing SEO data. Uh, maybe there's less uh, preview button clicking going on and having to flop between tabs. But um, I don't know. I think it's really interesting, and uh, I am excited. I think about. Or I am. I definitely am excited about the future of full site editing and blocks. I think it's going to open up a lot of capabilities, not just for users, but for developers. 
Um, and I know I've talked about that a lot here on Press This and the impact um, that taking these approaches have had on the WP Engine business. I mean, we use this stuff ourselves, of course. Um, so I'm really excited about the future. We're going to dig in a little bit deeper here, get a little bit more technical, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm here with Anthony Burchell, and we're talking about full site editing with blocks coming to WordPress core at the end of 2020. That's where it's currently scheduled. Um, Anthony, right before the break, we covered a little bit about WordPress 5.4 defaulting into full screen mode when editing a post. At the very beginning of the podcast, though, <clears throat> we covered a little bit about the theme structure and how that was you know, changing. And I wanted to kind of dig into that a little bit more. I know you've looked, um, done some analysis with Genesis and other types of themes. Um, help us understand, like, what is a block template and, like, how is that different than we would think of templates in the theme context today? Yeah, so um, I, I think the, the easiest way to, to understand what a theme template is, is to look at the raw markup of your Gutenberg post. Because the raw markup of your Gutenberg post is essentially just markup. Um, and, and maybe there are some things that it does in the render on the front end where it kind of conditionally changes that markup. Um, but that's, that's essentially the same workflow we're going to see. So now instead of PHP files that are defining the different parts of your templates, you've now got these HTML files. So we're getting back to HTML. Um, if, you were, if you were building awesome MySpace pages back in the day, maybe it'll feel a little more uh, nostalgic. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so like the, the footer and header uh, could be separate HTML files where you get to define the markup and you use these, uh, what this, this uh, notion of slugs to insert parts into that template. So that template will then reference like parts to put in certain places and it will also have slugs for those parts themselves. So if you make a, let's say I've got the header and footer and I'm trying to set up the template for my homepage. Well, what I'm going to do at the top is I'm going to use the same uh, attribute markup that Gutenberg uses to define like certain attributes of like, let's say the column width. Like if you ever look at a column block, surrounding the markup is the, or these two HTML comments that say that this column has six columns or whatever it may be. And those are called the attributes. Um, so what we're gonna see is a very similar structure inside of our, let's say homepage uh, uh, template that will say insert footer, insert, uh, uh, header and and those will be put wherever you put them in the uh, the, the the top down view of, of your markup so I know this is a uh, maybe it's controversial maybe not but there's a lot of folks that use those uh, the themes essentially to kind of build out functionality is this move away from PHP for those template files essentially gonna make that more difficult for folks that are doing it that way or how do you think about that I think it initially probably difficult. I think it, it would be fair to say that, but that that is also true for when PHP templates were, were kind of new and, and way long ago, but there's always going to be a learning curve. And, um, but that doesn't mean that we can't, we're gonna lose the ability to do conditional logic or, or options, theme options and things like that. That will always exist because there is a function.php file that will live inside of your themes. So it's not like we're so much getting rid of all of that. Um, it's just that it's going to be confined to what makes the most sense, right? Function.php should probably be a lot of that logic. And, and your, your, your templates make a lot of sense in HTML. If we're, if we're structuring our post data in that way, then maybe we should structure our actual theme. Uh, uh, Anthony, I was really hoping you were going to say the sky is falling and everything's terrible with this new update, but it didn't sound like Oh, yeah. No, the sky that. is falling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it is good to hear, though, that the uh, core team in general is thinking about, you know, how can we preserve what people need to do when building out their sites um, while still sticking to uh, very pragmatic ideas, I believe on what template files should be and what function files should be. <clears throat> of course, a lot of tools are gonna have to keep up, uh, you know, change the way they've built themes, change the themes that they sell. Uh, this is big on our plate here at WP Engine, especially uh, with the Genesis framework and uh, all the tools we have around that. So we're really excited about that. Um, and we know a lot of folks uh, in the ecosystem will also be making changes to help folks adopt and win with the new ways. Well, Anthony, thanks so much for joining me today and having this conversation. Yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome. Uh, if you'd like to check out more about what's going on at WordPress, you can check out torquemag.io. We keep you up to date with WordPress news there. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. As a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download the latest episodes at wmr.fm. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.